0: One of the saddest things to me is to see an artist who's worked so hard finally taste success, only to lose their voice from having to use it so much. Here's part two on how to protect your voice from a hit song. Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at JudyRodman.com. I can fix ya, I can teach ya. Can make you see. This is going to be part two of a two part series. If you haven't listened to part one, go back to last week and you'll hear the first five tips on saving your voice from its own success. So, tip number six nourish your body like your voice is attached. The way some singers and speakers neglect the care of their physical bodies, you'd think the vocal cords aren't attached. But, newsflash, they are. Your body can't create good energy for singing out of donuts and M&M's. Eat clean, simple, healthy foods that you digest well. This means that diet planning should be kind of part of your road or pre-show preparation because good food won't necessarily be easily accessible everywhere. Inevitable stuff that happens can create sudden schedule cram with little time to sound check and no time to hunt for food. So bring protein snacks and water everywhere and stock your room or bus fridge with fruits and veggies. If you take nutritional supplements that you've found work for you, don't forget to pack them if you're going out of town for your gigs. Avoid acid reflux. Bring digestive enzymes or whatever meds your doctor is prescribing, and eat only what doesn't cause you heartburn. If you take those enzymes or meds, even good stress can mess with your digestive system. So treat it with respect, and your voice will thank you. Tip number seven: to protect your voice from a hit song, work your body out like a pre-game athlete. Your muscle tone, flexibility, and core strength can really affect your vocal ability and your voice's susceptibility to strain and damage. Use wisdom to reserve your energy for performance, save your strenuous workouts for between tours. Before a show or in the middle of a tour, do gentle stretches and light physical workouts. Get the blood flowing and your tissues all flexible and be especially careful with free weights so as not to strain your neck and shoulder muscles. Your voice will be much more ready for performance demands if your body is, too. Tip number eight for saving your voice from its own success. Avoid voice saboteurs. Steer clear of the following like the voice destroyers they are. First, avoid alcohol, which is dehydrating, interferes with vocal control, including pitch, and can allow you to punish your vocal cords without even realizing it. Also, it can make you be stupid in sundry, career-damaging ways. At least before and between shows, abstain. Next, avoid smoke, whether from cigarettes, wood-burning fires, or wildfires. The fine particles you breathe in will of course irritate and interfere with the workings of your lungs, but also will irritate the lining of your throat, including your larynx and the covering of your vocal cords. If possible, don't let yourself be booked into smoky places. Next, and this is going to be a weird one, avoid ticks. The Shania Twain story about losing her voice because of Lyme disease from a tick bite really is a thing. She did fully recover and came back with her first album in 15 years but most artists don't recover from such a loss of career momentum. Don't take chances with your voice or the rest of your health. Use Buck Spray if you explore tick infested areas. Next, don't avoid your fans, but just wash your hands a lot and keep them away from your face. The blessing of lots of hands to shake means lots of opportunities to catch something your voice doesn't want. So keep your immune system rocking with your chosen supplements and just be smart with your habits when you're in public. Okay, tip to save your voice from its own happy success. Number nine, use in-ear monitors you've rehearsed with. During most of my former MTM Records career, I used wedge monitors and I got used to hearing my voice that way but it's very tricky to learn to feel where pitch is when you can't hear it, and it's important to do that. Now in large venues, I do use in-ear monitors. There are lots of different kinds. The cheaper ones come with standard ear tips. Then you can go up a level and get ear impressions, or ear molds, made for a custom fit. Quite a bit more expensive are ear monitors that give you the ability to dial in some ambient sound from the room. Whatever type you use, though, be sure to practice with your in-ears and your sound person to get used to how they sound to you. Oh, and protect your ears as well as your voice. Never just use one. Stick them in both of your ears and keep them there. Tip number 10 to save your voice from a hit song. Stay in touch with your vocal coach. You probably knew I was going to say that, but hey, it's the truth. I mean, think about it, what professional athlete wouldn't have a coach's number in their back pocket, just in case something starts to go wrong? Even if you start your busy hit career with naturally good instincts for singing correctly, you can become stressed, tired, and worried, all of which undermines good vocal technique. If your voice is important to you, when you finally experience career success and the performance load that comes with it, You need a vocal coach more than ever to keep your technique at its peak and correct sneaky saboteurs that can snuff out the career you've worked so hard to build. My suggestion is to observe the following habits. First, warm up with vocal exercises before every show and make sure you've been trained in the correct form for your exercises. Most people don't know that doing vocal exercises wrong is just like doing physical exercises wrong. It can not only not help you, but it can hurt you. Next, don't forget to cool down after a show with either light vocal exercises, higher vocal exercises in your head voice, you know, or just singing a real easy song. I call it a vocal Valium song to make your voice feel great. If you do it right, you'll notice the next morning your voice feels just fine, no matter how long you sang the night before. Next, take a snapshot check of the condition of your voice after every show. Check in with your coach for an online lesson if you experience any sign of vocal strain. Don't let it build. If you're singing correctly, you should never get vocally tired, only physically tired and hungry enough to eat a moose, even if you're a vegan that's actually a good sign. Okay, in preparing for this series, I thought of 10 tips, which I've given you, but now I realize there's two more I can't leave out. So here are your two bonus tips. Number 11, be prepared for the emotional ride. The inevitable place that you go after you reach a mountaintop is the valley. Be prepared for the roller coaster ride of album completion, performance success, industry kudos, or any kinds of awards, interspersed with the feeling that nothing's going on. You may experience boredom, dissatisfaction, or fear. As a woman, I equate this with postpartum depression, so guys, just use your imagination there. After you have a baby, sometimes your mood kind of plunges. But when it comes to music, it happens to male artists just as much as it happens to female. But you know, knowledge is power. Knowing there will be valleys after the peaks can protect you from serious depression and the anxiety that goes along with fame and the lack thereof. Creative people can tend to have larger mood swings anyway. It's one of the things that make them good at what they do. If you need to, don't hesitate to get help. Even a talk with a trusted friend or advisor can help, but sometimes you need to seek a professional therapist to get everything back into perspective. I'd like to address my last thoughts in this series to those of you who feel like you're not there yet. If you haven't quite gotten there to hit land, but you're successful enough to be doing lots of performances or public speeches, or you're just all of a sudden doing more performances than normal, still pay attention to these tips I gave you. If you want to gain more ability for career purposes, consider professional vocal training. If you're interested, hit me up at judyrodman.com. And do check out part one of this series with tips one through five if you missed it. This is Judy Rodman. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast series. If so, please leave a review where you heard it. So thank you. And I'll see you next time on All Things Vocal, the podcast for singers, speakers, vocal coaches, and studio producers.